Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. So that was the first big weekend of the summer. Welcome to episode 105 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pander. So we're recording this from Thunderbird Stadium after WFC 2's home opener. one all draw against Toronto FC. Two. Two. Whitecaps, two, one. Toronto FC, two, one. That's so, <laughs> so many tongue twisters this year. It's going to be even worse when there's like threes and fours put in the yeah, mix as well. Exactly. But before we look at the WFC 2 game, which is going to take up the bulk of, of this podcast, we have to look back. Well, we're going to ignore the San Jose game because we didn't do a podcast last and week. And the Columbus game because we never did a podcast after that one either. Oh, well, they're in the past. Yes. We, di- we didn't win though, so we're only going to do podcasts after we win. <laughs> But makes RSL, more cheer you more podcasts. It makes me happier doing it. I'm not depressed and want to slip my wrists as, I, as I'm doing the editing. Unless I'm kind of listening to some of my, my goth music. But that, that's a whole, other, a whole other thing for another podcast. But Whitecaps, back on the road, into Sandy, Utah. Yeah. Taking on RSL. Never won there. They have now. Yeah. Come away with all three points. 1-0 win. Darren Mattix. Leapt like a salmon to, to head home a wonderful cross from Russell Tiber. It wasn't as high as against TFC, but it definitely was up there. And he got the ball right in the right spot. It was exactly like, remember last year when we asked Marius Rovda, how do you beat Nick Romando? And he said, hit it towards the post. And that's exactly where Maddox aimed it, like got it right at the post inside. And Romando had, was just basically hopping along trying to save it. And there's no way he was going to get to it. I... I think it was a deserved one. Yeah. It, it wasn't a fantastic game, but I, I do feel the Whitecaps absolutely controlled that second half. And, and they they were able to, you know, to professionally be able to absorb that kind of pressure from uh, RSL, because there's no way you can play out and out against RSL in, in their stadium. It's almost, you're asking for a loss. So you have to pick your spot and then uh, take advantage, and they did right after that red card, the first, uh, the first one against RSL. Roll made some tactical changes for it. Uh, I think he went with that, that very unique 7-0-3 lineup, <laughs> uh, is how it kind of seemed to be. But it was almost playing like with three defensive midfielders. Yeah. Depending on who, whether they were attacking, whether they were defending. Well, Darren the, Maddox seemed like he was in a holding midfield position a couple of times. Yeah, it, it was a very defensive start to the game. But watching the game, I had said that, to me, it had all the makings of the Whitecaps were going to sit back till about the 60 or 70 minute mark bring on a couple of speedsters and then go for it. Didn't quite 
play out exactly like that, but close enough. But it, it was almost like they were playing with three DMs. What, what did you think of that mix? I know some of it was enforced by Pedro being out, but having Kofi, Tiber and Lab on the pitch... Well, the Tiber position, like we were, we were talked about that. What's his best position? And I, it's sometimes he'll, it's holding midfield. Sometimes it's left. He was playing out wide quite a bit too. I think he would, when they were in a defensive position, that's when he would slip in and and play a little tighter. So he was actually a wide player slipping in and making it tighter in the midfield. I didn't mind it too much because you have to do that when you got playing going up against the RSL's four four two. Now, well, they they kind of went more four three three RSL last night. Well, only because that, I think I think that's mostly because of missing maybe missing uh, Javier Morales too that they had to do that. But uh, but they still play that possession type of game and and they play centrally. They don't go out wide too much. So I think they have to do that where you have to uh, you know absorb the pressure by bringing people in and clogging up the middle. But I mean overall, I, I thought it was a, it worked out. Yeah, it was an excellent performance. It was a great road win. And that's like three wins out of four now on the road and three clean sheets as well on the yeah, road. Yeah, three out of four. And they've only allowed one goal on the road right now yeah. so far. So it's really been a, a solid performance. Uh, what do you think it is? It's just they're, the tactics that Robles decided to play on the road or it's just that they are a little bit more cautious than the players are? They're definitely being more cautious. But I, I do also think as well that Robo has nailed the tactics. I mean, I, I'd said in my headline on AFTN it was a tactical masterclass. Mm. That was maybe a little bit of an exaggeration. And I it, think it was you there, were just happy about the game. It was kind of there to troll a few folk yeah. as well. But it's, it's close. I mean, he, he, he only told the players on Friday night, he said, that this is how he wanted them to play in this new, new formation. Yeah. So they didn't really have any time to practice with it. They didn't have any time to adjust. But what Robo said after the game was it kind of shows you the intelligence of his players that they can take that on board. And that includes players like Darren Maddox and Eric Hurtado. Yeah, and it makes sense. Um, let's talk about some of the, the big, uh, you know, major points of the game, especially the, the referee and how he played a part of it, the cards, essentially. Uh, let's look at the first one. The early uh, yellow, the Tybert. A lot of people was calling down for for a red, especially later on in the game. That saying the RSL was complaining that that should be if Sosito's get goal, uh, red, which we'll talk about, was a red. Tybert should be a red too. But I personally think he got ball there. I was surprised he even got a yellow on that. I was as well. Like I, th- I think maybe it was the trailing foot that came in. Maybe that's where he got the red. But overall, I thought he he got mostly ball in that one. And it's it's not having my my blue tinted shades on here. But I, I, I think he got the ball as well. I didn't think I thought it was harsh to, to book him first tackle of game five minutes in, and when that happened, the way that the game had gone down there in July when there was something like seven bookings, and it was a really really fiery affair. You kind of thought, uh oh, five minutes in the first booking, this is just going to be like a kick fest. But yeah. it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't even a dirty game, yeah. and we ended up with five bookings and two sendings off. I mean, yeah. that's kind of insane. Well, the the the, the the next one, the the Sacido one, which is a great name for a hot sauce, uh, Sacido, um I thought he he, he obviously on one of your favorite players, the return of Moral Rosales, he went diving in. Yeah, on I, that I was yelling at the TV. I, I, in all seriousness, I feared for Myro there because yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the ankle that he hurt. And I was like, ah, it's going to have gone. It, it, he looked in so much pain. Yeah. I, I really thought he was going to be out of the game again. Yeah. 
And I, I, but but that was a des- I think that was a deserved it was card. And I'm totally. Not, and and he, again, we're not talking from. We're, I'm honestly looking at it and from a neutral point, and it didn't look like uh, anything but a red card. There. No, well, he held his his hands up after the game and he said that he thinks it was a deserved red card. Yeah. There was a lot of RSL whining though after the game. They didn't feel the referee was consistent. Well, well how about Beckerman? Uh, Beckerman could easily got a red because he he basically grabbed the re- uh, the referee's wrist. Yeah, I mean that, that should definitely have, definitely have been a yellow, but a lot of refs would have just given a red for that as yeah. soon as you lay your hands on the ref which you cannot do and you have to think that that is going to get re-looked at by the disciplinary panel this week because you, ca- you can't you can't touch a ref well only if Simon Borg is basically if he, if he mentions it on instant replay I'm sure then it'll, it'll get mentioned well we need to make sure everyone tweets at Simon Borg and, and get him to have a look at that instant yeah because I think essentially t- touching uh, uh, the referee's wrist is equivalent to touching a player's balls. I think that's a basically, you know, the same level here and there. Yeah, I mean, there's some female referees I, I wouldn't have minded touching over the years, but <laughs> de- definitely not Ted Uncle. I mean, the man from Uncle, I, I, I don't think he had that bad a game, really. I mean, the RSL guys were complaining after the game about consistency, and I think one of the ones which they wanted, and I do agree with them in this case, Russell Tiber, it was kind of ball to hand, but he did handle it. I think he should probably have picked a second yellow up for that. Oh, you mean uh, when after the after the red card? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but obviously, like we said, we didn't think the first one should have been a yellow. So it, yeah. It so I mean, I, I think end. that's fair. And, and um, so then after, right after the like what four minutes, five minutes after four that, minutes after four the minutes? red card, Darren gets the goal. Yeah, and and it got a little bit. It was a little lucky there at first. A lucky deflection. So I think Sam was trying to get that into the middle of the park, maybe Octavio. I can't remember who was who was in that position, but it, it deflected off. I think uh, Luke Mulholland right into the left, down the left wing. Russell Tiber kept continued his run. It was, a, it was right on him, and he basically one time that cross into the box. Maddox made a run that I personally don't think he would have made last year. Um, I, I think he would have just hung around the. Um, the 18-yard area, he went and made run into the six-yard, but he made that run into the six-yard, got his head on it, put it perfectly to the post. Winner. Uh, I mean, let, let's talk a little bit about Darren just now. Yeah. I thought he had a phenomenal game. Yeah. And for all the stick that we've given him in the podcast over the years, he, he played his part last night. He was good going forward. He's, he's really added a defensive side to his game, which maybe wasn't there. And the question I would put to you, Steve, is, is having Rivero here... And the first time that we've actually had a decent striker that you know is definitely going to start every week, no matter what, do you think that's made him up his game? And he knows now this is the last chance saloon for him. If he doesn't perform, he's out of here. Yeah, I think he's probably got the message. Maybe it wasn't Rivera. Maybe it was just in the off-season that he finally got the message that, you know, he's got to put in a full effort. And and I think, I think, I think obviously, once he saw Rivero come in and, and score those goals, obviously, that's even, you know raised his game up a little higher because he had to sit out the first couple of games. He came on as a sub. But, I mean, he'd been playing so well for Jamaica as well. That's yeah. really given him a boost. And he was asked when he came back, when he played in that first game and he, and he scored the goal, what is it that, that made him play so well being away with Jamaica? And he said, I was getting to play. Yeah. It was playing time. Uh, I My think wonderful Jamaican impression. It's a fantastic. Um, Maddox, obviously a lot of people are saying that he's like the man of the match, but you know, you, you got another number of players who played out outstanding games. You got Waston, who had to cover up for cause injury, even though Kyle was saying, kept saying, I'm, I'm okay, I'm yeah. okay. Harvey could have came on for him, but he kept saying he was okay. So, But 
just quickly talking about that, yeah. I cannot believe Robbo did not put a centre back on the bench. Yeah, that was surprising. like crazy, crazy risk. I know. And it I, nearly I, really backfired. I know them. they planned on starting Dean and Parker here, but I think they should have not taken. Well, the MLS team has they, to be the priority. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that was the case or not, or they just decided to go with that. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, they took Keans down for the trip, yeah. and then he wasn't on the game day 18, and then he wasn't back in time to feature for WFC two. Yeah. So it's. It just seems strange with that. Yeah. But no, I mean, Waston, I think he was... I had Matix as my number three, yeah. Waston as my number two. Yeah. My number one was Matty Laba. Yeah, Matty Laba had a good game too. I was ahead of him on... Phenomenal. The, I think Russell Tybert had a f- fantastic game. He, he yep. obviously the, he just not even across his defensive work. Captain Canada. Yeah, and I thought Mesquita um, playing in the role of, of Morales. I know he really didn't factor in on the goal, but I thought he you know, was wizarding around there and he had his moments as well. And obviously the return of Moral Rosales. Yeah, pleased place to see that. And it's going to give Carroll a bit of a headache as to exactly what team he's going to put out now against DC. And they're going to play a different kind of game at home. Uh, we Hopefully we'll have a midweek podcast with some audio, maybe a little bit of chat about that. So we won't look too far ahead about yeah. that just now. But definitely some headaches for him. No, no, the question I have for you is, we mentioned all those players that pl- played really well. Is it a good thing that, they came out. They they got the win. We mentioned all these players. Sam Kubi as well. Yeah, I think he had a really another solid game. We didn't even mention Octavio Rivero, who, who basically has carried this team for the first little bit. Yeah, it's and, possibly and, his worst game of the season. And, and, and with, it wasn't a bad game. No, it wasn't just... a bad game. It was because everybody else was uh, playing so much better. Is that a good thing for the Whitecaps? Obviously, you want him to score goals, but you're getting other people p- producing too around him. It's good. I do have a slight concern, though, that that's two games now on the road where the production to him has been like non-existent, and he's yeah. kind of had to go and try and make the things for himself. Yeah. That, that's a little bit of a concern to take out of this. The other thing as well is, my other concern for the game, I would say, is the fact that they didn't kill RSL off. Yeah. RSL in stoppage time really went for it. Uh, well, when they were down, that, when, once they went down to nine men, yeah, all of a sudden they became... They looked like, away, <laughs> they looked a much better team, and you're, you're thinking to yourself, if you let a goal in against nine men here, that's yeah. just disgraceful. <laughs> it was, it was but funny. they, they I held think, on. I think Mark Weaver tweeted out that the Whitecaps might need some 11 v 9 training. To, uh, <laughs> that could be the, the next tactical thing that he tries yeah. to do. But they, they didn't kill the game off, and that, for me, was the other negative from the game. But I think that's enough MLS talk. Um, I think it's time for us to move now to talk about the USL team, WFC2. So we're back, and we're back to talk about WFC2. Still a Thunderbird, as you can probably hear, I should have said, there's a lot of noise going on in the background, so hopefully you're picking us up okay. They're dismantling the, the whole Thunderbird Stadium just now. There's trucks going back and forward. Not, not the whole stadium. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that was a bit dramatic then. <laughs> yep, they're, they're rebuilding it. They don't like the way it looks. Why do you get closer to the pitch? But WFC2 home opener, 1-0 draw against Toronto FC. Your proverbial game of two halves. Yeah. Toronto were nowhere near in anything in that first half and then they got a fluke fluke well it was a good goal well, they got was, a goal in the a second goal, half but there was a little controversy to that goal because WFC2 was about to break out and 
I think it was Tyler Rosalind had the had the ball, and he was being previously shadowed by the ref, and it turned into a turnover, and like not less than a minute later, it was in the net. So there, you you say it's yeah. a good goal, but it shouldn't happen if with no, the referee. No, it shouldn't shouldn't happen. Because the a referee good was actually walking with him for like a good five ten yards before the ball actually got turned over. It really spurred Toronto on. And they really took the game to the Whitecaps. Whitecaps then went down to 10 men with a second yellow card for Victor Blasco. And then after that, it, I mean, it just looked like TFC were going to win. But then TFC went down to, to 10 men for their second yellow card. And then Whitecaps had the better of the last few minutes. Neither team could find the back of the net. one all draw. It, for me, wasn't a fair result because the Whitecaps dominated that first half. And dominated up until that, that goal, basically. And, and, and uh, we should talk about, uh, you know, obviously Caleb Clark. Uh, with, the, with, with the opener, um, fantastic finish. And how many goals has he got so far? Two. Yeah. But yeah, first first home goal for the new USL team. Caleb Clark's other goal was also the very first ever goal for the WFC2 team. And it's for his first professional goal on home soil as well. True. Um, so before we actually talk uh, about how we thought Caleb did and how he's kind of started the season, let's hear a little bit from Caleb Clark himself. So Caleb, how did it feel to finally have the home opener? Oh, it was great. It was great. We've been on the road four games, so it was nice to play at home and get the first game in front of the fans. And uh, yeah, it was good. And it's the second goal you've got this season. Yeah. How, how do you sum up your play so far this year? Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. Again, coming back from the injury, it's good to get games. And I, I thought that I've done well. And um, with the new team and stuff, just trying to work to play together well. And I think that I can bring goals and help them. So that's what I've been trying to do. Even before you scored that one, you missed a couple other pretty good chances, didn't you? Did you uh, um, did you feel like one was going to come at some point? Yeah, yeah, for sure. If, if 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 you miss one, you keep on going. And I knew that if I got more chances, I would eventually score. So yeah, I was pretty confident. What did you think about the atmosphere here? It was great. Um, we've been to a few places now, and this is definitely one of the best. And I hope that every game will be like this. It's really fun. How hard has it been? Like the team's chopping and changing all the time. So how hard is it to get some chemistry in the side? It, it has been difficult. I mean, because um, it's a team that the first team players can play, and obviously the USL team, it's difficult. But um, you have to deal with it, and um, we will deal with it, and we will improve and get better. So it will work. How important is this year for you, Caleb, to, to show something to Carl? I mean, um, yeah, it's very important. Um, I'm here to score goals and stuff, and if I can do that here, that just shows that I'm hopefully get a chance to, to do it in the first team. So as long as I keep on doing it here, then I'm confident I'll get a chance in the, in the first team. So what, what are your thoughts so far this season, Steve, on Caleb? Kind of a make-or-break season maybe for him from a Whitecaps point of view? I think the Whitecaps, if, if, I, I don't think they're going to wait too long um, obviously, they're going to give him the whole season, but they're not going to give him multiple seasons now because they have an idea what he what he is, and they just want to see the the, the performance on the field and the results. So, it, and it doesn't have to be that he has to score goals either. I think if he just plays a solid game, he sets up goals. He, he plays like a target striker, and um, and he does the right things. I, then I see no problem. But if he's if he's like. Uh, getting a little too lazy on the pitch and, and not making his runs, then I, I could see them, you know, cutting ties with him and he maybe goes over to Europe and tries out there again. 
I think he's had a bit of a mixed season so far. And going into the season, I would actually have started Mackenzie Pridham as the main striker, but Mackenzie as well has kind of struggled a little bit yeah. in these USL games. But I don't think it's either of their fault exactly because the the supply to them, the creativity, it hasn't really been there. So they've yeah. kind of struggled a little bit and they've come up against some really good teams. Austin, which they won, good team Sacramento and Seattle well Sacramento really good teams defending champions yeah. and a veteran team and then and or- Orange County as they, well and they, older team but older team but they were in that game and until the red card to Ethan Sampson and that happened early in the match so. and that's, that's the worry now that's two red cards in, in three matches yeah. and I mean, I, I well, know... you know these referees, the, 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 uh, people complain about MLS referees, but the USL referees are even worse. True, And, and they're very strict. Like, you, well, you, today you, the guy was you like... Can't, you can't go two yards without... If you're, if you're two yards off where the free kick was, he's going to call it back and we can take it again. But Carl Robinson will be happy because he wants this WFC2 team to play like the first team. So yeah. picking up bookings and getting sending yeah. offs, I mean, that's, that's made for that then. These guys will get MLS contracts in no time. But the overall, um, I, th- I thought it was a solid game. Like you said, once they once TFC got that goal, which was against the run of play, um, like you said, they got confidence and, and, and WFC2 got ra- rattled. And they could have easily got that winner when uh, the one player had an open net and just like, you know, skied it from the like maybe ten yards out. Yeah, so that was a, that was a lucky escape for the Whitecaps. But I think the way that the second half went, one one kind of seems fair. But the way that the first half went, Whitecaps really should have had th- three three points out of that. And that's five games now. Admittedly, four of them on the road. Yeah. But only one win. Any concerns that this team maybe isn't. No, developing? Uh, I don't think so because you can't really call developing over five games. You can't really—that's over a season, and you got to see what the results are like over a season. Like I said, I know you are looking for results. I'm not really—I don't really care too much about results. Well, the results I, I want to see is a couple of these players making contributions in uh, with the first team in a couple of years. Well, both both Robo and Allen have said that they are wanting results from this team as well. And for me, you develop by winning. And you get a winning mentality, no. and winning is infectious. It's like a Toronto girl. It's like wildly infectious. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not saying don't win the games. But I'm saying at this point, it's about yeah, getting. Because I think the that would be a bad message to give to the players. Yeah. Okay, guys, do really well, but don't win the game. <laughs> yeah. So um, don't set expectations too high. But overall, I thought it was a fantastic day at Thunderbird it's Stadium. It's a great day. Out three thousand two hundred and eight fans. Yeah, so th- yeah, over three thousand. They had two thousand sold at, uh, on Wednesday, uh, which means uh, within three days another thousand got sold. They're gonna this what is a walk up as well. Beautiful this day. Is, this is exactly what's gonna be. It's gonna be a walk up. Um, they had you know a live band, which you didn't even realize until the second half. Yeah, I thought it was playing out <laughs> the PA. <laughs> and uh, you know they had the kids had places to play. Um, they had. The, uh, apparently the beer lines were a little too long, but that's typical of beer drinkers that they always complain about the beer lines. Um, and and I thought it was an overall fun thing. I think if if they're able to bring in like like obviously this is the home opener, but if they're able to bring about two thousand regularly, I think that would be a, a good thing for. Yeah, I think they'd be delighted about that. Yeah. So that's some of our initial thoughts on the Whitecaps Toronto two game today. But before we talk anymore, let's hear a little bit from both coaches. So we're going to hear first from Whitecaps two coach Alan Koch. And then we're also going to hear from TFC2 coach Jason Bent. But here's Alan Koch. 
I thought we played very, very well for the first 30 minutes. Uh, probably the best we've possessed the ball. Uh, we looked to attack, we played with a lot of confidence, we went at them. I think we should have capitalised on some of the chances we created in the first 30. If we'd done that, it's a whole different game. Uh, having said that, after the 30 minutes, we took our foot off the pedal and really allowed them to come back in. And at the end, we're obviously hanging on and somewhat lucky to leave you with the point. Um, I think there's definitely factors. It's our third game in a week. We've been on the road. Uh, that definitely plays plays into things and obviously give Toronto credit. They they came in, they worked their backsides off and uh, they leave you with a point. It's been a tough start to this season with those road games. How would you sum up the team's first five games so far? Uh, learning experience. We've obviously got a young group of players. Uh, it's a good opportunity for them to show what they can do. Uh, we've been into some quality environments. We went into Seattle, they had a great crowd, a great hostile environment for our first game and playing at Sacramento in front of thousands and thousands of fans was a great experience for our young guys. So that's a, a priceless part of the experience. And then coming here today, let's give our own fans credit. That was great. Fantastic turnout. Great setup. Uh, very, very pleased that the people came out and supported our guys. Um, so we're heading in the right direction, definitely. Uh, it's baby steps. Obviously, I'd love it to be a lot quicker than it is, but I think that'd be very unrealistic. It's, it's a young group. We're a brand new team in a brand new league. Um, and uh, we'll learn. Uh, we'll learn from today and we'll be better next week. With the lineup changing so much in, in the game so far, how hard has it been to get the chemistry going? It's tough, obviously. It's a, it's a revolving door at times. Uh, some guys coming in, some guys going out. Having said that, we've had the core group together for most of the time. Uh, I think our road trip to California, obviously, we, we left with, with no points on it, but I think it was great from a team-building uh, perspective. It brought us together. Uh, I think the group's closer now than they were a few weeks ago. I think we're better now than we were a few weeks ago. Um, and so we're, we're edging forward, uh, but it is a process. It's going to take time. And is this the squad you see going with now for the next few months or are you still looking to make any additions? We're going to go with this group for now. Uh, I think it's only fair to give them an opportunity to show what they can do. Uh, obviously there's a lot of young guys that are waiting for their opportunity. Uh, we've got a couple guys that are out in, with injuries at the moment and as soon as we get them back it'll be a little bit more competitive uh, from a selection perspective. But no, we're, we're happy with this group uh, and we'll keep working with them. And Caleb got his second goal of the season so far today. How would you sum up how he's been playing this year so far? You know what, he's done well. His work rate's been great. His application's been good. Uh, he's created a few opportunities. He's scored two, which is great. Uh, I think he would love to score a few more because he's had some opportunities. Um, but he hasn't played in games in a, in a while. So for him to get back into it, we all know strikers need to be confident. They need to be playing and feeling good about themselves. So like the group, he's edging forward in the right direction. And Ben McKendry's played almost every minute now. Um, what, what's been behind that? Are you just wanting to see as much of him as possible? I wouldn't say it's wanting to see more of Ben than seeing anything of anybody else. It's probably just player selection-wise uh, and what we've needed to get out of the certain players in certain games. Uh, and Ben's come out and he's done well. He's applied himself. Uh, he knows this is the avenue that he needs to prove himself in first. Uh, like the majority of our players, you have to do well in the USL to obviously earn your spot and go play in the MLS. Um, so he's done well, but I wouldn't say there's any particular reason why he's played any more minutes than anybody else. So, what's your kind of impression of how the game played out today? You kind of first half Whitecaps dominated, second half you really seemed to come back into it. Yeah, they had most of the play in the first half. We, you know, had a couple of half chances, but they sort of dictated the play in the first half. Um, and when you come away from home, sometimes you gotta you gotta be able to weather that spell for a little bit, and then eventually, hopefully, you come back into the game. In the second half, we made some adjustments um, to try and combat some of the things that they were doing to us, and then we started to come more into the game I think in the last sort of 10 minutes of the first half and then into the second half we started to have more possession of the ball and just a bit more decisive in the attack in third the second half I thought we had enough chances to win the game um, even when they went down to 10 men we didn't capitalize on some of our pretty good chances to try and uh, get the three points but 
we're still mindful of the of the performance. We're happy with uh, the second half performance, and and you also have to understand uh, when you travel this far and to get a point on the road in professional football is still a good thing. Uh, even though we were up a man, we, we thought we could have possibly nicked a goal to, to to take the lead, but it wasn't to be. But I'm I'm happy for the players and proud of their performance. So. You played all your games on the road so far. Um, how, is, is it a good thing? You know, you're getting kind of get, getting to know each other, or do you just want to get home and, and you know play a game in front of your own fans? Yeah, it's been a it's been a little bit of both. I think um, the players have a very good team spirit, and they're getting to know each other on the road quite a bit. Um, and if you were playing sort of a, a home game at home, and then you're on the road. You only really see the players or your teammates during the week. So now they're seeing each other through the week and then on the weekends as well. So they're getting to know each other quite well, which is which is also helping on the pitch as their, their team spirit is quite good. So, um, But I'm sure after about eight weeks or so, we'll, we'll be ready to, to get home and, and, and have a home match for sure. So that was the thought of both coaches there. So let's just keep the audio going. And we're going to hear now from Whitecaps 2 captain, Tyler Rosenland, BC boy, playing his first professional game in Vancouver as a Vancouver player. And here's what he had to say after the game. So, Tyler, how does it feel to finally have the home opener? You know, it's a long time coming. Uh, you know, it's a little, little disappointing to get a tie. Uh, you know, I thought we could have been up a couple in the first. But, um, you know, it was a great atmosphere tonight and a great crowd came out. So, uh, just disappointed me to get the three points. How hard has it been for the team this season with all the chopping and changing and different lineups for every game? Is it hard to get some chemistry going? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, we've had it. We, we start the start the season on the road. Four games is tough. You know, Seattle's a very good team. Sacramento won it last year. You know, this is two games now out of five. We've had a red card. Um, Orange County, we got a red card 30 minutes in. Um, you know, I think uh, just over time, you know, it's a new team. I think over time. Uh, We'll start playing better. I thought we didn't. I, you know, I thought we did some good things tonight, some positive things. That uh, you know, a few breaks we could have been up by a couple, and the game could have been over in the first half. But um, you know, definitely disappointing to tie tonight. From the five years' experience you've had so far in USL, how do you see this team comparing to what you've been used to in the past? You know, I'll say that just like I said in the beginning of the season, we have a lot of talent here. Um, you know, we have a younger, a young team, definitely, definitely the youngest team I've ever played on. But. Um, you know, I think I think when we start gelling, um, you know, there was glimpses tonight that we were we were looking dangerous going forward. So uh, you know, if we put a couple of those away, uh, it's a different game. So um, you know, I think uh, as the season grows, so we'll get a little more maturity. And um, you know, we haven't had the best start, but you know, we have a lot of home games left. And uh, you know, that's how you make the playoffs. You win your home games. So you know, we have to start picking a few more up on the road, and I think we'll be fine. Who did the better marking on you, TC player or the referee? <laughs> yeah, that, that play is a little bit frustrating, but you know what happens. Uh, you know, the, Tim made a good pass to me, kind of across uh, cross field, and you know, just the ref was in the way. So, kind of that kind of led to a goal, though. So that kind of that kind of sucked. But uh, what can you do? So Tyler Rosenland there. We're on a bit of a roll, so let's keep. We grabbed a lot of audio today, but let's hear from one of the one of our podcast faves now, goalkeeper Marco Carducci. Started again today. Uh, I think that's his second start of this season. Him and Spencer Ritchie have kind of been switching things back and forward a little bit. With so a little had, Italian there. With a little bit of Italian thrown in as well. And we asked him a little bit about that, how he's found it so far, his hopes for this season, including if he's hoping to play in the Voyagers Cup this year. So here's Marco Carducci. Keeper, you just made a decent save. So why do you feel the need to rant and rave? Screaming at defenders makes you look dead stupid, especially when they haven't done much wrong. 
please cease the trait. Uh, so Marco, home opener finally here. Uh, how did it feel like to play in front of the home fans after all the games on the road? Uh, it was incredible. The turnout was fantastic and uh, you know we know the first team all the way down to the residency, the, the supporters we have are always uh, like into it and, and they're, they're here to support us so it was great to play in front of them and uh, unfortunately we didn't get the result we wanted but it was a great atmosphere and uh, very nice to be home. Now the the way that the team's gone this year, it's like you yourself and Spence have kind of swapped minutes, and then Paolo had the, the first game as well. Is that how it's looking like it's going to be for the season, or is one of you getting given the chance to kind of make yourself the number one? Um, as far as I know, right now, um, the first few games were obviously to see the game, uh, see the team out a bit, get guys minutes, and, and uh, as of right now, I'm, I'm not honestly 100 sure. We'll we'll go with it. I know it's important for a lot of guys to get minutes, and this league is a great platform for that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just, like you said, it's about performance too. So uh, when it comes down to it, just taking your chances and, and uh, going out. But um, I'll just, uh, when I get called upon to play, however it turns out to be throughout the season, I'll be ready. The, the team overall, has it been a little bit hard? Because I was working out all the different lineup changes and there's been so many, like five from yeah. one game to the next and then there was nine for the last game midweek. Is it hard to get the chemistry going? Um, I wouldn't say the chemistry is a problem. Obviously, it is difficult when you're changing up the team a lot, and that's the, that's how it's going to be this year. Considering you know a lot of guys are coming in and out from the first team, including myself, uh, and from all over. So it's not always going to be easy when the team's changing. But in, in terms of the group, the chemistry is fantastic. It's a great group of guys. When we're together on the road, uh, when we're training together, we're, we all know whether you're coming from the first team or you're a USL player full time. When you're here, you're playing for the USL team, you're playing for the club regardless. So uh, it's a great atmosphere among the team. And I think um, things will start clicking a bit more once the team gets a little bit more used to each other. And for you personally, for, for this year, I know you might not be able to say it just now, but have, are you expecting to maybe play in the Canadian Championship again? Uh, I'm hoping so. Uh, like I said, uh, regarding the USL, I think the best thing for me in terms of an approach to it is just to be ready for whatever uh, and take the opportunity when it comes. And it's just a day-by-day -day thing, so continue to work hard in training. And, uh, you know, when these games come up, make sure you're performing in here. And then if the chances come with the first team in the uh, Canadian Championship, I'm hopefully looking forward to that as well. So Marco Carducci there, I don't think we could really blame him for the goal today. It's going to be interesting though, Steve, to see how Marco does develop this year because I've really liked what I've seen from Spencer Ritchie and I think he's a really he's a really strong keeper well. Well, he's had more experience. He's a much older keeper, so you got to uh, uh, take that into account as well. But overall, I think I think Robbo is still high on Carducci going oh, forward. I mean, totally, and he, he has the MLS contract. But I, I do want to maybe see them split in time just so we can see a little bit more of Ritchie. I know Richie got lobbed by that like amazing goal during the week against Sacramento, but I, I do like what I've seen from him. Now, there has been a lot of chopping and changing, as I asked in, in the various interviews there. And for me, I do think it is hard to, to get the chemistry going. It will come. They are basically still a new team, trying to find their feet. But one guy that has played in every single official minute, he didn't. He got taken off in the 90th minute today, so didn't play stoppage time. But in all five games, he's played 90 minutes. Whitecaps residency alumni, Ben McKendry. Now, Ben's been playing mainly at a DM role. He's also played in central midfield. He's playing on right wing at times today. 
And this is a, an important season for Ben. It's his first one with the Whitecaps with an MLS contract. He's obviously eager to, to try and, and get some MLS minutes. It's hard, though, when in his position you've got Tiber, Lava, Kofi, Debbie, De- Debbie Flores now ahead of him. So it's important that he kind of comes to these games and shows well. So we kind of asked Ben what he thought of his season so far, what his hopes are for this season, and what he needs to do to show Kyle Robinson that he's MLS ready. So here's Ben McKendry. So it's finally the home opener, Ben, um, coming back to play in Vancouver at home for the first time. H- how would you sum up the whole occasion? Uh, it was special, special, especially for a uh, Vancouver-born kid like me. And uh, it was great to see Caleb score a goal as well. Of course, he's, he's from Richmond, but uh, it's pretty inspiring seeing everybody come out and uh, show support. Uh, not the result that we were hoping for, but uh, I think after two games that we lost in California. I think it's good to bounce back with at least a point and um, we're back here next Sunday, which is exciting. And you've played pretty much every minute now in the five games so far. How would you sum up your own season like from a personal point of view? How, how do you feel it's gone so far? It's been good. I think uh, it's been good to get lots of minutes. Um, obviously, uh, I'd like to be with the MLS team, but this is a great environment to, to show our stuff and um, overall it's gone well so far. And I mean that, that's the thing. Like you, you guys, you're training during the week with the MLS team, and then you're coming into the the USL team at the weekend. How hard has it been to kind of get that chemistry going? Yeah, I think they're. I, mean, I don't think you ever want to make excuses for yourself. I think no matter what environment you're in, you gotta you gotta perform and. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think we have any excuses for ourselves. The USL guys are great players and uh, they've done a great job of welcoming the MLS guys who are coming down to play with them. So uh, I think chemistry is coming and uh, as the season goes on, I think we'll get better. So far, like you, this, is, this is your first kind of pro career that you're, you're now embarking on. What's the main differences you've seen or what's the difference in quality from what you've been used to now in New Mexico the last couple of years? I think everything's just a little bit quicker. Um, guys are technically better. They move the ball better. Um, yeah, it's definitely a different environment, though. I, I'd say in college it was, a, it was a great level of soccer. I think uh, the team morale was strong. And, um, yeah, it's definitely two very different environments. But um, there, there is a little bit of an adapting period that everyone goes through. And uh, I feel like I'm coming out of that a little bit right now, which is exciting. Look, looking ahead to MLS, what do you feel you need to show in these games? What do you need to do to, to show Carl that you deserve to be pushing for a spot in the game day 18 and then like get your first MLS start? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think lots of the guys think they should be dominating the games, but I don't, I don't think that's what it's about. I think it's about playing within yourself, doing the little things right, uh, making quick decisions and just showing that you're, you're in a good spot with your football. And um, ultimately, you just got to enjoy your soccer, and I think that will come out on the field. Um, and then when our opportunities come to play with the first team, we'll take it. So. That's great. Thanks so much, Ben. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks. So that was Ben McKendry with his um, interview with Michael. Whitecaps 2 in the bag. It wasn't a six-point weekend, but we'll take a four-point weekend. The, the key thing is that MLS guys won. Yeah. So Whitecaps 2 are at home next Sunday. So if you didn't get out today, definitely try and get out for that game at Thunderbird. Whitecaps are at home on Saturday evening. DC United come to town. Big battle of the East and the West. 
As I said, we'll hopefully have a, a podcast during the week where we kind of set that game up a little bit. But some other things to watch out for on different things AFTN this week. We're going to have our Provincial Cup coverage. There's some more games coming up this weekend, so try and get out for some that. big upsets. Big upsets so far. West Van, favourites for the A Cup, yeah. knocked out on Friday. Defending champions South Burnaby Fighting Irish knocked out the B Cup on yeah. Saturday. I might be a jinx for these teams because I was at both those games. But anyway, enough of this waffling. I'm sure you want to get on with your evening or your morning or your afternoon or whenever you listen to this. So just before we wrap up, Steve, let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me online on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. And I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. You can read all our stuff, AFTN. Go there, AFTN.ca. And just follow our writers, Jay Duke, Aaron Campbell as well, and our photographer at Residual Image. So until next time... From a sunny and noisy Thunderbird Stadium, thanks for listening, take care, and mourn the Caps, and Caps too. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs, and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Yeah, but...